listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Uh, I'm Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Howdy. And we're here to talk about more odd news. But first, how was your week? It's been a week. Okay. I'll say that much. Um, first thing I want to clear up from the previous podcast is I went on a rant about the Apaches. I was actually meaning the Comanches. <laughs> when I listened back to it, I was like, I'm a big dummy. Everybody who knows anything about this is saying I'm a big dummy. So I just want to admit right off the top, if you hadn't figured it out by now, I'm an idiot. It's funny you say that because when you said that, I remember thinking, man, I have heard so much about how bad the Comanches were. (laughs) The Apaches must have been way worse (laughs) if John's mentioning them over the Comanches. Yeah, that was was my bad, y'all. I'm so sorry about that. I'm just sitting there thinking, well, John, he knows way more about Native Americans than I do, so I can't correct him. He would know better than me. Yes. Um, did I talk about Thomas getting dumped? Have we been together since then? No. Yeah, Thomas's girlfriend dumped him. Oh man. Yeah. He wasn't super bummed. He was a little bummed, but he wasn't super bummed. You've said in the past that he wasn't, as far as college goes, he wasn't totally sure that it was going to last anyway. (laughs) See, they really hadn't seen each other all summer, so he kind of knew this was going. Right. He's got a job. She got a job and all that. So um, one day, she this last week, she asked him to meet him for lunch at Mm Chick-fil-A. And so he was like, hey, I'll pick you up. She's like, no, let's just meet there. (laughs) And so he kind of knew it was over there. That's like uh, red flag number one, yeah. And so he gets there and is like, hey, I'm here. And she's like, oh, I'm parked. Come get my car. And so then he is like, we're not here. We're not here to eat lunch. <laughs> and so she went into the whole dumping him and stuff and mentioned, well, we're probably not going to go to the same college. And Thomas was like, well, we're definitely not going to the same college now. You know? <laughs> he said she started crying. <laughs> And she gave him back all his clothes and everything. He got all his sweatshirts and t-shirts and everything else she's borrowed from him. Did he get back his uh his, his, Xbox? Hawaii, his no, I was gonna say his Hawaii liquor store necklace. No, necklace. <laughs> no he didn't ask for anything back. He's a gentleman. <laughs> but I got home for lunch and he pulled in the driveway right behind. I was like, Hey, where you been? He was like, I was getting dumped. <laughs> and I, so he went through all that, and he was like, I'm the most mad that I didn't get to get Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, I mean, could he have not just gone like, in there and What's stopping it? you, yeah. bro? He's like, well, I was parked way over by the Walmart gas station. And he was like, I didn't want to have to walk all the way back to my car and go through the drive-thru and all that. Because apparently she was parked over around that area, too. It was lunchtime. Chick-fil-A's covered up, I You know, guess. if he would have asked her nicely... Yeah, to like, just wait for him to go get his car, he probably could have yeah. got her spot. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is he's going to New York in November. Okay. And he's riding on the plane up there and back right next to her. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they could be back together by then. So. Could be. <laughs> you never I, know. I actually discussed that. I was like, what are you going to do? Because they've been at band camp all week, and he tells about the little interactions they have. He stands right behind her. He's got a solo in the halftime show. Not uh-huh. to brag. My kid's talented. 
but uh, he stands right behind her during that solo and all. And so he's told me, I was like, what are you going to do when she comes back? And he's like, I've made a huge mistake. You know, you're the light of my life and all that. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, you're going to take her back, you little simp. I know you will. I was like, you got to cut ties. I was like, you should be talking to the hottest girl right now. You know, it's funny you say that because I would never insult anyone. Yeah. But when you showed me your picture, I thought Thomas could probably do a yeah, little better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <He, laughs> So uh, let's uh, be honest, as a guy, 90% of it is you like me back, right? That's, or you put out. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's not the case. If it is, hopefully we got out before a teenage pregnancy started. I would hate to g- turn violently pro-choice all of a sudden. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, part, a lot of it's somebody likes me back uh-huh. and they got along, I think. And they were both, she's a very talented musician, probably better at her instrument than Thomas is. So right. I think he was enamored with that, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like, dude, man, you're along. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're supposed to date up. So when Hudson's got him a girlfriend, she's just a little cutie pie. Hudson will run through some women. <laughs> what was the term? Man whore. (laughs) But he's been talking to this girl for our, since the end of school. And they went to see the Barbie movie. Oh, wow. Since the end of school. That's like forever for him. Yeah, for him. (laughs) A month tops is what, if you ain't doing it for him, whatever that may be, I don't know what he's looking for in a woman. Then he's moving on. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's got a nice, Deidre said she was cute because they went, Deidre and Libby and her and Hudson went to see the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Hudson, of course, is like, y'all can't sit anywhere near us. Don't even <laughs> act like you know me. All of that. Yeah. And Deidre was like, well, I'm going to meet this girl because she was getting her mom was dropping her off. Uh, even though we offered to pick them up. That was a little weird. But then again, I don't know if you want your teenage daughter getting in the car with a bunch of strangers either. Mm, yeah. But anyways, so uh, they sat way up in the front so Hudson could sit in the back. And I was like, did you, did you get a little kissing? You know, like, that's what the movies are for. He's like, no. It's not so you can actually enjoy this woke piece yeah. of trash. Yeah, no, who cares about the movie? He's like, no. I was like, did you hold hands? He's like, yeah. I was like, did you, like, put your arm around or anything? He was like, oh, yeah, I hit her with a yawn. You know, the old, <laughs> I was like, that's my boy. I was proud of him. So let's see. What else did I have to address here at the beginning of the show? Um, oh, another correction from last week. We actually have two Asian people at our church. Betty White. <laughs> I think everyone forgot about Asian <laughs> Betty White that goes to our church. And just so um, everyone knows, this lady's name is actually Betty White, mm-hmm. and she's Asian. And I don't think that's her real name. She was born in Japan, if I remember correctly. That's cute, John. Yeah. You got a long way to that's go. That's okay. We're, we're catching up. <laughs> We have no Asians on this side of town. They're, they all go to ABC. <laughs> because that's where they live, which makes perfect sense. I'm glad they passed the vote to get in. I think uh, I think they come to school or they come over here to go to university. Sure. And then yeah. they, they come to church. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of Asians. Mm. The pastor, he uh, he baptized a Japanese woman. Oh, cool! Who was going to school and cool. said that she graduates, I think next year, and she's going back. But he said, but you know, we've there's a a church. She has like a there's she got she 
got saved over here. Right. But when she goes back, there's a, a church in her hometown that she can go back to. So, okay. Yeah. So they have, I, I don't know anything about Japan. Mm-hmm. That uh, they have, I didn't know if like Christianity was like, I don't non-existent. Think, or I, was about to say, I, I don't think it's non-existent, but it's definitely not like a small, anything like over yeah, here. Yeah, right. They don't have an old scene yet. <laughs> no, old scene hadn't made it over there. Don't worry, Church of Highlands will put a campus in before too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else was I gonna? I had something else to talk about. I don't know. I've been in a bad mood all week long, so I'm sorry. I will probably say some stuff that's not good. Well, this will be the this will be the one to listen to then. <laughs> that's right. I've not been in a good mood all week long. Let's see. What's today? Thursday. Yes. We're recording on Thursday. Deidre just noticed I was in a bad mood today. She's like, "What's some bug in you?" <laughs> I was like, "No." Of course not. I'm a man. I don't talk about my feelings. <laughs> I'm going to record the podcast with Tiny where I'll tell it to a bunch of strangers on the internet. And not you. <laughs> not you. Person I swore my love to. I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing. Yeah. Because here's the thing. All your friends and family, the people who love you most, those are the people who are going to use your feelings against <laughs> Turn you. Turn it against you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you tell this to strangers. Who you're never going to see in real life. Exactly. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> the, I have really two pet peeves in life. One is people not being on time. I don't. I hate mm-hmm. people who are late. I was late somewhere this week. And, and you're mad at yourself. I'm, I was mad at myself. <laughs> Honestly, I was. And Did I, you give yourself a spanking? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of spanking. <laughs> uh, and the other one is like uh, people asking other people to do stuff they could easily do themselves. Right. And I was thinking of this week, it all goes back to both of those things are in my mind are, are selfish. And really, mm-hmm. selfishness is my biggest pet peeve. That's the overarching pet peeve right. that I have. But yeah, I hate like Libby would be like, can you hand me that and like all you have to do is stand up and you can get it or whatever <laughs> or you know people asking me to do things that they could easily do themselves and i'm just like i say yes because i'm not a selfish person <laughs> right but i in my head every time i was like i want to burn this place down <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> you can i even can i say this <laughs> you would hate being married to Tara Oh because yeah. I do so much stuff. Sure she, you do. And You're does, a king, Tiny. And she does a lot for me, too. Sure. Okay, I don't want to discount that. She's very good at fixing my lunch for work and, you know, cooking meals or at least making sure we have something to eat. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't want to complain that, but Tara does not like to drive. Oh, yeah. And the times where I have come home from work, and she has been like, hey, I need to go pick up such and such. Can you drive me over there? Oh, yeah. I do that constantly. Yeah. That so. would crush. So <laughs> today, all right, Libby, apparently middle school girls have to decorate their locker. I mm-hmm. didn't know this was a thing until this year. And so I never did it, but I remember that being a thing. I had like, I'm a few years younger than you. So, yeah, so I had like a picture of my girlfriend inside my locker mm-hmm. and like maybe a Grateful Dead sticker or something, but <laughs> right. nothing major. 
Like they had to go buy supplies to do it with, <laughs> like wallpaper and all kind of weird stuff. Like it's a BBS room or something? Yes. That's a great way to describe it. So Libby decided she wanted to put some pictures in her locker. And Deidre texted me. It's about the time I was getting ready to leave work and was like, hey, can you order these pictures? She texted me these five pictures, one of which was the dude from uh, High School Musical. Okay. and was That's like, still a thing. I don't know. I don't, I that was I don't so know. so long ago. Look, you can't reason with a 12-year-old <laughs> girl. Like, there's no logic inside of there. So I don't know if she's doing it as a joke. I don't know if she's doing it because she thinks the dude's hot. I don't know if she's doing it because she loves the movie. I, have I was going to no, say, the dude's our age now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, she's like, the internet's wonky at home. It won't let me make the order. Will you get them at CVS? I'll go get them in a little while. It's like, sure. So I ordered them. Sent her a screenshot. They're ordered. So then she was like, well, uh, I got delayed. I didn't leave work till probably 15, 20 minutes late. Lindsay and I were talking. Shout out to Lindsay, who's probably listening to this. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so I, I get ready to leave, and Dieter Tesh was like, hey, they just texted and said the pictures are ready. Will you pick them up on the way home? So I was like, sure, because they're at CVS. I'm going to turn right by it. No big deal. Well, then I realized I left my debit card at home for Thomas to use because he had to change his schedule at school, and it cost $10 to change your schedule in public school. I Don't don't get me started on that. <laughs> that to click some buttons on the computer, I got to pay $10 for that. And so I texted her back. I was like, hey, I don't have my debit card. I'll come home and get it and go back because that's the type of man I am. Right. I've, I'm the leader of my house. I'm the head of this household. I will sacrifice for my family. And she was like, oh, I called her. And she was like, oh, well, it's no big deal. I got to run over to Publix anyways to get a prescription. I can just go down and get it. And it took everything I had to say is. Why wasn't that plan A? (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you were already getting out, why did you even ask me to do this? It doesn't make sense at all. Like, it's two miles of driving for you round trip to to go down to CVS and back. What? But I didn't say anything at all. Maybe that's why she noticed I was mad because I was kind of like, I'm done talking. You know, <laughs> I'll see y'all when I get home. I'm done. I have done that before too. Uh, one time I was, uh, I-, I was, I was a little ill. Yeah. And honestly, Tara hadn't even done nothing. I was just mad at the situation. And she was like, Are you mad? And I told her, I said, Honestly, I'm really, really, really mad. Not mad at you. I'm just mad at the situation. Right. So right now, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't want to say something that I'm going to feel bad about later, have to confess to the Lord and apologize to you about. I'm just going to go play video games (laughs) for an hour or so. I just need some space. And then I'm going to go to bed. And then I'm going to be, tomorrow I'm going to be fine. I'm going to just try again tomorrow. Yeah, right. And you would like, I think that hurt Terrence's feelings worse than if I had just like come home like yelling at her. Yeah, right. <laughs> just telling her I didn't want to talk yeah, to her. I'm done. I'm, <laughs> it's fine. I'm done. Nothing against you. I just don't want to have to retract any statements later on. So <laughs> right. just let me be. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I was just, I was floored. You were already planning on getting out. You know, <laughs> it would have been one thing if you're like, hey, on your way home, will you pick up the pictures at CVS and run by Publix and get my prescription? I would have been sure. I would, that's fine. No big deal. 
But then when I found out you had a little side quest planned too, <laughs> well then that kind of bothered me. So I was never happier not to have my debit card. <laughs> and she did pick up fried chicken at Publix too, so that was okay. She made up for it. Yeah, I can't be too mad at her. She's she's an all right lady. No. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough ranting and raving for today. Just to say, what happened in the news? Well, I was going to say, as to everyone that listens to this, to our millions of listeners, Johnny brought us when we got on the Fringe Radio Network. Don't be selfish, right? right. If you can do it, just do it, mm-hmm. right? There's no reason not to do it. Because if you want something done right, yeah, just you do have it to yourself. do it yourself. Exactly. And that was a perfect example. Deidre didn't get the pictures done like she wanted because she didn't do it herself. <laughs> Well, Olivia's happy. The, my my little baby girl's happy, so she can have a Zac Efron picture. One of the pictures was me and her and her mom together, so I was flattered that mm-hmm. I made it into the locker. Made it into the locker. <laughs> she probably cut me out of it. It'd just be her and Deidre. But yeah. 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 So anyways, let's talk about news. Uh, let's see. This week, I'm going to talk about a guy who got in trouble with the law. A lady who divorced a ghost, and we're going to talk about cocaine sharks. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, I should mention that uh, there's a internet outage in Belmont. Sure. Yeah. So we're operating on like I think one bar of five G internet on a cell phone. So did, did you notice that, uh, or at least when I clicked play on the podcast this week, we didn't have an intro. That's my fault. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I told. Shiny disco balls, I would go back and fix it, and I never did. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> never fix it. If these people love us, they love us for who we are, which is unprofessional. Yeah. Not sure how that happened, but yeah, that was me. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I was like, oh, this is cool. It mixes it up. Uh, anyway, I have a story about uh, a girl and her chicken nuggets. I have a story about Subway and I have a story about, oh, okay, we're recording on Thursday, as you previously mentioned. That's we, right. we usually try to record earlier in the week. The reason we didn't record earlier in the week today is because I wanted to wait until after the hearing on UAP that okay. Congress had. Now, did you, have I, you seen any of this? Have you followed any of this? I saw a very brief blurb this okay. morning, but I didn't watch any of it. Uh-huh. I, I just... Couldn't devote the mental energy to it. <laughs> there were three witnesses that were called. Uh, one of them was uh, Commander David Fravor, and one of them was uh, a guy named Ryan Graves. I think he's a, I'm not sure what, what he was. Ryan Graves? Yes, Ryan Graves. Huh, that sounds like a singer's name. Uh, he was a pilot. No. Nah. Yeah, he was a pilot yeah. in the Air Force. Anyway. He may sing. <laughs> he, he may. I don't he know. He's singing pilot. <laughs> That's a sitcom from the 60s. Those are uh, Navy pilots who are eyewitnesses to UAP. Unidentified flying. Unidentified aerial phenomena yeah, is like right. the new nomenclature. I didn't even get the A right. <laughs> <laughs> They're excellent witnesses, but I've heard them hundreds of times sure. on podcasts and interviews and 60 Minutes and all this other stuff. I was actually kind of disappointed when I heard that they were going to be there. <laughs> the one I was interested in was David Grush. If you remember, we talked about him a couple I months back. I remember you talking about <laughs> because you said it like that. Yeah. yeah. He was the third guy. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, there was a lot of questions that he he didn't really say anything that he hasn't already said in his News Nation interview that he gave. You said that you haven't watched that either. I haven't. It's about forty minutes. Side quick side note: Have you ever heard of News Nation before? Never. I had never heard of yeah. News Nation no. until they started talking about all this stuff. Are they just the primary source for UFOs? Hey, that's what it seems like now. Okay, which honestly kind of fuels my speculation that all this may be a psyop. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. I just wanted to mention that he didn't say much that was new. One of the representatives, Representative Burchett, I think, from Tennessee, he was one of the main guys, him and Congresswoman Luna. Okay. They are the ones who kind of organized this. And he said that they were denied a skiff. Do you know what a skiff is? Yeah. A secure something. Yeah, I don't know what it's I don't know what I, it all means, but it's basically a room yeah, that you can go into and there's no cell phones in there and the right. place is completely soundproof and it's completely debugged and you can be sure. Without a shadow of a doubt that anything you say in that skiff... If it gets out, it's because somebody told it. Right. Yeah, that whoever you were talking to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I didn't know you could just... I didn't know Congress, (laughs) congressional hearings could get denied skiffs. I don't know either, yeah. Don't they make the law? I would think so. What's to stop Congress from saying, no, we do need one. Yeah. And... We're going to get one. Well, they didn't want their CIA agent in there going, look, this is all a show, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is all a show. Hunter Biden is going to court today, too, and we're trying to keep everybody from talking about that, so we're going to talk about aliens today. Yeah. That very well may be it, but because they were denied a skiff, which we wouldn't have heard that anyway, there were a lot of questions that got asked where he simply was like, I can't say that. Can't answer it. In an un- I can't say that in an unclassified open inquiry. Yeah. I can only say that, you know, in a yeah. confidential With setting. people who have the clearance to hear me say it. Yeah. 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 So not, not a ton, but I guess the, the interesting thing is that all the stuff he said was said under oath. Yeah. Allegedly, I don't, and this may be just rumor. People never lie to Congress, <laughs> ever. That's well, the one thing I have faith in. Supposedly, there were people like who who wanted that not to be part of the hearing either, like not to put them under oath. Oh, for real? Yeah. I was, I don't, hmm. That may not be true. Supposedly, they had to fight for these men who wanted to be put under <laughs> oath to say this stuff. How dare they want to swear an <laughs> oath? <laughs> but... He did come out, and he he did say some interesting stuff. I'll probably clip that in here. I can't play it for you because our internet. You have no internet. <laughs> the, the NSA, they, they shutting us down. They knew everybody's going to be talking about it. <laughs> You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? something I can't discuss in public setting. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. 
What agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there? I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals uh, that were in those. And, and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Well, but he, he did say, and look, I don't know. I think I've said this before. I think it's one of two things. One, all the stuff that we've been hate watching on History Channel at 2 a.m. is true. It's all true. It's all real. Alex Jones was right. He's <laughs> yeah. always been right. <laughs> That's, he has been right on a lot of stuff. He's missed one big one. <laughs> <laughs> but if he was in the major leagues, that's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he did he did tell Congress that he had names in specific places, and he could tell them exactly where they needed to go to find all this stuff. Oh, well, if he could it. tell them in a yeah. classified setting. Well, can't you just quit? And then just be like, I can tell whatever I know now because I don't work for the government. Well, he is retired. Okay. Like, he's not in it anymore. But just be like, I don't want a security clearance. He's still bound by, like, NDAs and, oh, for like, real? all his clearance and stuff. Yeah, well, he's I mean, still bound by all that. If so. he was a man, he'd just say it <laughs> well, then, and yeah. suffer the consequences, well, right? yeah, maybe. I mean... Yeah. That's the difference between me and him. <laughs> As, I would put my family at risk to let the world know. As a bystander, that would be the most entertaining sure, thing. Right. <laughs> but he would, for him. But he would definitely go to jail. Yeah. And of course. And he would get killed in jail. He probably wouldn't hang himself. <laughs> That's also another thing. We're talking about UFOs. Still no client list for Epstein. Right. They're never going to release it. Or uh, the other one, just yeah. Lane. Yeah, Maxwell. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to do any of that. But we're talking about UFOs or UAPs. Mm -hmm. I will never call them UAPs. <laughs> They'll always be UFOs to me. I think that's a Mandela effect they're trying to get us all in on. Like, no, we've never called them UFOs. I do think, again, assuming this stuff is real and it's not one elaborate hoax. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's a better description because it could be a phenomena. It may not be. It may not necessarily be a flying object. It yeah. could be just you know something else. You know. But he did say in the little blurb I said that that we're in possession of non-human intelligent life forms or something like that. I thought I understood that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll see if I can't clip that in here. Yeah, yeah he was uh, he was asked if they had aliens and then he yeah. kind of he kind of was like, "Well, we call them non-human intelligence." Yeah. But he said there were biotics that okay. were non-human biotics. Now look, a non-human biotic, I guess could be a dog, this RoboCop, or a beetle. I mean, sure. anything not human that's biological, you can yeah. consider that. But True. in the context, it seems as though he was referring to whatever the things are that that pilot this stuff. He claims well, it's not human and we have it. I'm assuming in like a little formaldehyde jar somewhere. They've already extracted this DNA. They put that in the vaccine. We now have alien <laughs> DNA in us, meaning we will ascend into the next dimension <laughs> because we were good citizens who cared about, I don't know. The only reason I got the vaccine was to make people mad on Facebook. <laughs> I was going to say, and only the ones who accepted the vaccine 
aka Mark of the Beast, <laughs> will be the ones who ascend to the stars. That's exactly. They're going to pick us up. They'll know how to get it, how to find us and pick us up. I'm sure that's going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it all sounds very fascinating. I wonder why it's getting ramped up right now. You know, I know Trump was like, we're going to let it all loose. And maybe that just got the snowball rolling. He also said he was going to lock Hillary up. Sure. He, he said did. a lot of things. He's still saying a he lot of things. He so much. He's just wild. <laughs> just a He'll wild say anything. Man. He will. That's what people like about him. They're like, I like him. He speaks his mind. Sometimes I'm like, I, you shouldn't speak your mind all the time. <laughs> I must say. I think a lot of stuff that I don't say. Yeah, no reason to say it all. But if I was a billionaire, I would probably say all that stuff too. I'd say a lot more. <laughs> Absolutely. This podcast would be unhinged <laughs> if I have money. I had to worry about things like losing my job or all that. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, I think I think we all knew that something is going on for right. a long time. I just wonder why all of a sudden it went from we're going to make fun of you for believing in mm-hmm. all this to now we're talking about it in Congress. Right. They owe an apology to a lot of people. <laughs> they really do. They go, look, we're sorry. We ostracized y'all from society and called you nuts because mm-hmm. you, you and your buddy were out night fishing one night and said you saw a UFO. People would run them down if they did that. I will say I would like to point people to a YouTube clip. You can go find it yourself, but Eric Weinstein – was on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's okay. a physicist. And he was saying on that show that he has been, he has talked with some physicists who are, well, I say physicists. He's talked with some people who are supposedly involved in like some of these programs. And he says the thing that bothers him is he can't find like any other physicist except for the Eric Davis, the elusive Eric Davis that we've heard of. Former Reds, Eric, <laughs> Reds outfielder Eric Davis? No, he was, a, he was a guy, he was mentioned in the Wilson Davis memo. I'm probably way over oh, your head look, I, went, I went on an alien. <laughs> there was a memo that came out here a while back. It got leaked to the internet. It was between Eric Davis, who was supposedly one of the physicists involved in some of these crash retrieval programs, and a Navy admiral who was requesting access to it, and Ah. he was denied access to the program. And then the memo got out. They found out on a Minecraft server or something. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, Brett Weinstein, is it, no, yeah, Brett Weinstein, no, is that Eric Weinstein? Something. Yeah, Eric, I believe is his name. Okay. He mentioned that... uh, that the people that he's talked to when they've like asked, like talked to him about this, like he can't find any other physicist who hmm. were involved in this. And, and then we just, just got one guy. <laughs> just, he said it's, it's suspicious for that they're, that they're claiming that all these things break the laws of physics, but he doesn't know any other physicists who are studying yeah. this. Yeah. Hmm. Just Eric Davis, former major league all-star <laughs> Eric Davis. <laughs> he was also mentioned in not the famous 2017 New York Times story, but there was one that came out several months later. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I, it's something about the, there were certain members of Congress who had, who had been briefed by an Eric Davis okay. and was told that the U.S. was in possession of vehicles not made on this earth. Huh. And because I, I remember when I heard that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's the guy. I think he was also involved in like Bob Bigelow's. Uh, NIDS research team out at Sky 
Scott Skinwalker Ranch. Bob Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different one. That's Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> that's Deuce's Uncle Bob. Yeah. His billionaire Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's supposedly a show that's coming out probably on the History Channel about this Skinwalker Ranch thing. Oh, it's already that. out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. I've watched Aliens a little bit don't, of it. Crank, here's the thing. Aliens don't crank my tractor <laughs> like they do yours. It's it's so weird because it just it runs this fine line between being intriguing and utterly ridiculous. Right. And I think that's on purpose. Well, the same reason I believe in Bigfoot is the same reason I believe in UFOs is that too many people are saying they've seen them for it to just mm-hmm. be a joke, you know? There's just too many folks going, yeah, I saw a big hairy guy out in the woods, and hey, I saw I was on my back deck drinking beer and saw something hover above my house and then take off at a right angle and you know all this stuff. You're like too many. Also, I'll say this now. Look, I I am not a smart man. I'm a blue collar factory worker from rural Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> that said, it kind of you always hear people say, "Well, we don't have anything like that. It's not a black project because there's we don't have that kind of technology." Yeah. But somebody had to make that technology, so sure. Why not? Like, yeah, some, it could definitely be us. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying, maybe if I was more educated then maybe I could be like, okay, well, clearly this isn't something. But somebody had to make it, well, so why this, not? What was the spy us? plane we made in the 60s, the Blackbird or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the like, SR-71 Blackbird, yeah. yeah. Like, nobody had anything like If you would have showed that to us in mm-hmm. the 60s, you'd have been like, that's a UFO. A hundred percent, everybody would have thought it was a UFO. So, yeah, they got stuff we don't know about. It's fine. Also, and this is just a thought that I've had, you always hear – about these crazy maneuvers that yeah. these things make in the air that they'll be they'll go they'll be completely standing still and then they'll just immediately hit yeah, hypersonic and then make like a right angle turn instantly yeah. and they're and they're like any any human occupant would Wouldn't just be would dead. just be crushed. Right. But that assumes that there's a, a human an onboard right. pilot. True. You know, like I and th- look, that sounds incredible. I'm certainly, I mean, if I was on the team of engineers trying to make something that could do all this yeah. stuff, they would very quickly, <laughs> I would be fired well, immediately. But I'm just saying that if if it's a drone, yeah. their only limitation is the materials of the craft itself. Yeah. And so, it's probably is a drone and Obama time traveled <laughs> to the future and is uh, droning people left and right. Yeah. Yeah. I that also, was his favorite hobby as a president. I also like the idea that it's time travelers. It's us from the, yeah, future. From the future. You heard that one? Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. It's if, scary to think about. If it's possible to travel faster than the speed of light, then you're de facto traveling yeah. through time at that right. point. So I just hate to think about future me coming back and looking <laughs> at younger me and some of the stuff I've done. Well, you I don't know, know about you, but there's no way that the time cops are going to let future tiny do anything <laughs> involving time travel. That's probably true. I would get, <laughs> I'm on the no fly list. <laughs> well, they're like, no, you, Mr. Sullivan, you've done too many time crimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say this. I think we've been on the forefront of aliens on this podcast. The other thing we've been at the forefront of 
are ladies marrying ghosts. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> People forget we interviewed a lady who married a ghost. We have done precious few interviews. Yes, right. One of those was an Irish lady who was married to a ghost. She was married to a, <laughs> a, a ghost pirate. <laughs> an African-American ghost pirate. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've, I think they split up too. <coughs> well, a singer has divorced her, quote, devilishly handsome ghost of a Victorian soldier after less than a year. Oh, man. I mean, marriage so. is tough, right? It's <laughs> 50% tough on everybody. of marriages end in divorce. I think 100% of ghost marriages end in divorce <laughs> from our experience here. It's the distance. Yes. Long distance relationships never work out. That's right. They're tough to make those things work. <laughs> a singer who married what she claims was the ghost of a Victorian soldier has said they are divorced less than a year later. The songwriter and performer, who only goes by the name Bro Brocarde, hmm. said she first met devilishly handsome Eduardo when he burst into her bedroom one dark and stormy night. <laughs> now, here's a picture of... Okay. Bursting into women's bedrooms unannounced yeah. has never worked for me. No, no. <laughs> In fact, that's why I can't live near an elementary school. <laughs> this is a picture of Brocade. Okay. Yeah, I mean, solid. She, she looks like she was the kind who would hook up with a ghost. <laughs> yeah, she's got a touch of Jack Sparrow <laughs> to her. Uh, the 40-year-old from Oxfordshire, Oxfordshire, mm -hmm. said long-haired Eduardo immediately announced his love for her and later began confiding in her. Oh, she said to that he was devilish, devilishly handsome, right? Yeah. Can we not see a picture of him? Uh, apparently, she didn't get him on. <laughs> she didn't have the Polaroid available. Uh, the spirited love affair hit the headlines when Brocarde announced that they were to marry in a chapel on Halloween in 2022. She's one of these weird Halloween people. <laughs> we all know them. We're all friends with them. Some people are just a little too into Halloween. Uh, I've talked about that before, my <laughs> hatred of Halloween. And we'll probably talk about it again. When October rolls around. <laughs> uh, she posted a video of the ceremony on Instagram where she was seen wearing all black with an empty space where invisible Eduardo was said to have been standing. However, shortly after they married, Brocarde said she was angry that her husband got too drunk on their honeymoon in Berry Island, Wales. <laughs> Shout out. Who's our listener in Wales? I just forgot her name. Sadie. Sadie. Oh, man. Sadie, shout out to you. This is your people. Did he drink too much ghost wine? Maybe so. Uh, she added that Eduardo would become increasingly possessive and would switch between being warm and intense and threatening. Uh, she said, after our initial meeting, Eduardo... Eduardo slowly revealed more about himself to me. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you don't know what it was. <laughs> I saw his images as a Victorian soldier, always in his uniform. Uh, even on our wedding day, his face was devilishly handsome, shoulder-length, shoulder unruly hair. Can she see him? That's what she's saying. Huh. He looks lived in, well-worn, <laughs> troubled almost. There's pain attached to his being. Well, I mean, he is dead, so. Yes. Uh, the songwriter 
also said she tired of Eduardo's unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> so, Why did he look up with Monroe in the ghost world? That's a good point. I guess JFK's all over that, though. You know, he's probably keeping everybody away from Marilyn Monroe. Uh, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Bobby Kennedy's dead too. Sure. So which one of them wound up? They probably winning? fought it out. You know. <laughs> then, like fifty years later, Ted Kennedy shows up. It's like, hey, y'all seen that girl that I drowned in a car wreck? <laughs> I need to apologize to her. How do you win slash lose the ghost fight? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Wouldn't that be like a story? Like you can still hear. He's well, AFK and RFK fighting in the Oval <laughs> Office on stormy nights to I this heard, day. I, this is what I heard is that JFK won by slipping out of a headlock. I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> but we're talking about our great American president in a bad light. I apologize. As a citizen of this country and a patriot. <laughs> and current presidential candidate's dad. Yeah, right. Is it his dad or his uncle? Both. Bobby's his dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bobby's, Bobby's his dad. Bobby's his dad. JFK's right. his uncle. Uh, she, the lady went on to come <laughs> back to this crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> she claims the soldier's crush on the late Monroe began on their wedding day when he spotted the spirit of Monroe in the chapel. Oh. How convenient. She showed up to the wedding. <laughs> Just coming to a wedding. She could have been at our, like my wedding, your wedding. We don't know. Uh she claims the soldier would disappear for days before return smelling of Chanel number no. five. <laughs> He's done been on <laughs> the fragrance, which was Monroe's favorite perfume. He's been hooking up. <laughs> it's hard to keep you ghost man honest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you can't lock him in the house. He just goes through the walls. The singer claims setting boundaries infuriated Eduardo, and he allegedly started to haunt her with the sounds of a screaming baby. Probably one she aborted. I mean, <laughs> let's just be honest. Odds are, I'm thinking odds are probably probably her child. Uh, said she returned to the chapel where they were married in order to exercise him from her mind, and she announced the split in her song, Just Another Anthem, which oh. is what all this is. So, I was about to say, so. She's going Taylor Swift. Yes, exactly. Only ghost. She looks like a goth Taylor Swift, actually, now that you mention it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, This is clearly a publicity stunt for her, right? I mean, (laughs) mean, we're talking about it. Sure. I mean, we had to really scrape the bottom of the barrels to find this story. So I don't think it's I have a Google alert set up for ghost marriages and divorces <laughs> ever since our riveting conversation with that lady <laughs> yeah. in the closet at my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good times. You got to be a long time listener to remember that though. Yeah. That was probably what, three years ago. Yeah, I think so. Maybe more than that. Maybe we can talk to this lady. You can try and send her an email. <laughs> say, see if we can get her on. <laughs> you think this, it was famous singer would right. stoop to the level Come of this on. podcast. We're world famous. <laughs> we have millions of listeners. We're world famous. We're yeah. basically almost Joe Rogan. <laughs> We're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. It's pretty much. I guess Joe Rogan's a, a single act. We'd have to be a duo. Is, are there? I don't listen to enough 
podcast to have a duo. No, there's plenty of them on the top of yeah. my head. Oh, uh, what's the fat comedian that always takes his shirt off? Oh, uh, Bert. Yeah, something. him and Tom Segura do a podcast together. They do. Two bears, one cave. I've listened to a few of them. That's funny. It's yeah, she he also does one with his wife, Christina Pazinski. Oh, yeah? I can't listen to a woman talk. She's I pretty mean, funny. That's a joke, by the way. For somebody <laughs> writes in, that's a joke. I'm just kidding. I thought Tiny would laugh, and he'd just barrel barrel through it. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, look, I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but stand up comedy is. Far more men than <laughs> sure. women. Right. That's very true. <laughs> I will say she's pretty funny. Yeah. So women can be funny. They can be. Yeah. They're just not usually because they don't have to be. I was about to say a woman doesn't have to make a man laugh yeah. to hook up. No. So no, she just gotta like they didn't evolve that yeah, skill. She just has to exist. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. She we has, have to work at it. She has to have a pulse. Yes. And even that's optional for some dudes. <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. And look, there's not a lot. We haven't done a story on a guy marrying a ghost yet. Have we? I don't remember one. I feel like it It hits different. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say if I was this lady, you should be like, all the alive guys suck. So I had to go to the spirit realm to find Eduardo and he sucked too. So <laughs> all men are trash. Right. Yeah. Now I'm going to write a song. About now it. let me write a song about it and get a news article. So everybody will go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look her up on Spotify. I tell you what is famous, John subway sandwiches. They sure are. And subway, they are to give free sandwiches for life. To one person who agrees to legally change their name to Subway. Okay. This story comes from Tampa, Florida. It says, one lucky person will receive free Subway sandwiches for life as part of the restaurant's campaign to find their biggest fan as long as that person commits to legally changing their name to Subway. This sounds to me like a low-key search for another Jared Vogel, if you ask me. Well, I think if you read the five print, it says you have to like children. <laughs> or maybe it says you have to not like children. <laughs> you have to love children. <laughs> Subway fans can visit SubwayNameChange.com between 9 a.m. August 1st and 11.59 August 4th to enter the contest. By entering the contest, fans will have to agree that if they are selected as the winner, they'll legally change their first name to Subway. Uh, the winner will receive $750 to cover the cost of legally changing their names. Not bad. Along with $50,000 in Subway gift cards, according to the rules. Huh. Uh, which, I mean, is that is $50,000 a lifetime supply? I'm, maybe that's what they put the value at. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like I could go through that I wonder before if, I dying. Definitely. That's... <laughs> That could be like two years worth for me. <laughs> uh, a winner will be chosen via a random drawing on August 7th, according to the official sweepstakes rules. Subway has about 37,000 restaurants in 100 countries and territories. Okay. So you could be Subway long and you could get $50,000 in Subway gift cards. I wonder if there's like a caveat that you can't resell them. Because if it's like a you know ten dollar gift card, I could probably sell it to somebody for mm -hmm. seven bucks, yeah, and just keep keep the cash. And then once you got your name, or once you spent all the money, yeah, can you go change your name yeah, legally go change back, your back to what it was? Yeah, 
Can you just be Subway for, I don't know, five years or so and then well, go back? Yeah, I wonder what the commitment is. Like, as soon as you hand me the gift card, I just drive to the courthouse and change my name back to John Long. I bet you it's a huge hassle to change your name. I don't know, though. I feel like if I changed my name to Subway, there would be some guys, just to be funny, who would yeah. probably call me that. But most everybody would probably still call me Tiny. Yeah, I'd call you Sub, <laughs> for sub. sure. What up, Sub? That's a pretty good nickname. Not as good as Tiny, though. What if I won this contest and then I started eating Subway sandwiches and lost a lot of weight. Oh, okay. <laughs> you become the spokesperson for them. I would love that. Way better looking than Jared Fogel. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't heard an update from Jared. It seemed like they would do like a Netflix documentary. They on did. They, oh, for real? I, I mean, I don't think it's a Netflix documentary, although you make him watch it on Netflix, but they did... They did a uh, like jailhouse interviews or something. They he I'm assuming he refused to talk. Uh, he, he he was he was uncooperative. I want to hear. But they him. did do like a, uh, a a a documentary on him. I would love to see it. You know him in his little jail uniform, mm-hmm. sit down in front of the camera, crappy jail face tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> he got like five dollar foot long right across right above his eyebrow. And- I don't remember the name of. The guy who was like his kind of like his little henchman or whatever. Oh, he had a henchman? Dude, you've got to watch this documentary. I have no idea. I'm <laughs> out on Jared. I didn't know that much about Maybe him. we'll talk more about this in the extension. As a former <laughs> as a former sandwich man myself, yeah. I tried to distance myself from Jared. I didn't want to get caught up <laughs> in that call. whirlwind. <laughs> good call. But it shows you how good Subway sandwiches are that that didn't tank their whole franchise. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that and people's love of Indians because they make the best Subway sandwiches. Everybody knows that. <laughs> the people over here by Win Dixie, they're yeah. the best. I don't know if you go to that one a lot. It's the best. I haven't. I need to. Oh, they rock and roll over there. Well, you're least. talking about right here down here at the, at yeah, the four way stop at the Win Dixie over here. I'm an idiot. I did not even know there was a Subway over there. Oh, man. Well, you, you're getting blinded by Athena's Bakery. <laughs> I can't see it behind 43 Prime. That's right. <laughs> I rarely cross the street. 43 Prime slash Frida's Mexican <laughs> Restaurant. Yes. I rarely cross the, the road, so yeah. I guess I've just never seen it over there. Also, Frida Carlo, she was like Argentinian or something. She wasn't Mexican. I don't know. I'm puzzled by the fact that that Mexican restaurant is named after her with like a huge painting of her on the roof of it and everything. Who Who is she? I don't even know that name. Oh, she was like an activist and an artist. You never saw a Selma Hayek movie with her? Uh, I, I, I'll watch anything Selma Hayek. I was about to say, I like Selma Hayek a lot, Look, but I do not know the movie you speak I'll of. Watch, it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I've watched Desperado a hundred times. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a cinema classic. All right. Yeah. That's, back me up, Dapper Dan. That's a cinema classic. Especially that part in the middle. Yes. That's the only part. I mean, the rocket coming out of the guitar case is pretty cool, too. But That sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, my rocket came out of the guitar case. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I did not know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, there's a subway over there. You got to <laughs> check it out. It's good. Yeah. The people who run it are cool. I like them. Uh, let's see here. Where do we want to go next? 
let's talk about subs are good for your belly. Let's talk about something that's good for your nose. I'm talking about cocaine. <laughs> Shout out. I think the driver put this in the Facebook group. Yeah, it's probably not actually good for you. Oh, <laughs> well, it could be. Um, it's good for you if you want to spend all your money. Yeah, and ruin your relationships. But if you're like, <laughs> you're gonna have a blast while you're doing it. Though. <laughs> but if your dad's the president, oh yeah, hey, it's knock it's yourself cool. out. <laughs> Why would you not do that? <laughs> Cocaine dumped in the sea off of Florida could have crazy consequences if shark sharks eat it. Scientists find. Oh no, we're gonna get. We've already had cocaine bear. We're going to get cocaine, cocaine sharks. sharks. Shark Week is kicking off. Uh, I mean, at least at least they're in the water. Yeah, right. So they can swim. Some sharks can swim in the fresh water, though. They yes, every once they can. while you get a bull shark in the Tom Bigby or somewhere. We're, did we talk about that on the show? The Jersey Man Eater. Oh yeah, last we did. Time we recorded, yeah. I think we did. That shark did. That spawned out of a Jaws conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the only shark that can hold a grudge is that one from Jaws 4, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not up on the Jaws. You know me in movies. I don't watch them. Uh, researchers are invest- investigating whether drugs dumped overboard impact the region's marine life. Uh, for a documentary, found some sharks appeared to be acting strangely and others responded to similar stimulants. Smugglers have left countless tons of cocaine in the seas around Florida, uh, transported from South and Central America, either to be collected by associates or to avoid arrest. The drugs are then often washed into shore on ocean currents. Just last month, the U.S. Coast Guard seized more than 14,100 pounds of cocaine in the Caribbean Sea, um, with an estimated value of $186 million. So this was uh, cocaine that had been dumped, but then they were still able to retrieve it somehow? Yeah, the Coast Guard ran up on it somehow. Huh. Or they were chasing somebody and they threw it over. Marine biologist Tom, quote, the blowfish herd. <laughs> I'm so glad nobody calls me the blowfish. <laughs> that would be brutal. Can you imagine being in middle school and your nickname is the Blowfish? Hey, Blow, what's up? <laughs> what up, Blowy? <laughs> so the Blowfish and the University of Florida environmental scientist Tracy Fanara, no cool nickname for Tracy. I was really hoping her nickname would be Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> studied sharks off the Florida Keys to see if drugs were having any impact on them. Uh, During one dive to observe behavior, a great hammerhead, a species which normally avoids humans, came straight at the team and appeared to be swimming wonkily. Wonkily. Researchers also recorded a sandbar shark, which appeared to be fixated on something and was swimming in tight circles despite there being nothing there. There was also another group of sharks that were found Stealing seashells and spawning them down at the local store. They're cutting catalytic converters (laughs) off. As well as monitoring the sharks, the scientists also put packages similar in size and appearance to real cocaine bales in the water next to dummy swans as part of their study. To their surprise, the sharks headed straight for the bales, not the swans, taking bites from them. Hmm. One shark even grabbed a bale and swam off with it, just like 
a regular person <laughs> with cocaine to lock myself in the bathroom and do all this. I'm tired of sharing it. Uh, next, the researchers made a bait ball of highly concentrated fish powder. This was designed to trigger a dopamine rush as close to the hit of cocaine as the team could feasibly and ethically do in an experiment. Why can't we give the sharks cocaine? I was about to say, I mean, uh, what what are the limits? Oh, yeah. the ethical limits on on giving drugs to sharks? I I think if we have the sharks already in captivity, give them some cocaine. <laughs> Let's see what happens. It can only improve sure. quality of life. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, look. Everyone, testing on animals has gotten a bad rap lately. Yeah. This is why we need to sometimes test stuff on animals. Sometimes you got to figure this out. (laughs) Uh, When the sharks ate the powder, the researchers saw them going wild. I think we have a potential scenario of what it may look like if you gave sharks cocaine, Blowfish said uh, in the film Cocaine Sharks Made for Shark Week on Discovery Channel. What happens if you give Blowfish blow? I don't know. Finally, uh, let's see. Uh, says we gave them what we think is the next best thing. It set their brains aflame. It was crazy. So finally, the team dropped their fake cocaine bells from an airplane to simulate a real life drug drop, and multiple shark species, including tiger sharks, moved in. The biologists admitted that many different factors could be responsible for the odd behavior, and the results don't necessarily show that sharks in Florida are consuming cocaine. Uh, Blowfish said, we have no idea what cocaine could do to the shark. Well, that's why you need to give them. <laughs> we need to find yeah, out. Yeah, that's exactly why you need to give it to them. Imagine the disappointment on that one shark's we face found out it wasn't when he swims off. Sure. Like, I think I got cocaine. a bulk batch. This is all baby laxative. It was a setup. <laughs> yeah, right. It was a bunch of baking soda and baby laxative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give the sharks cocaine. Right. This is very simple. I'm not a scientist, but we could figure this out. Thus, first of all, it's a shark. Nobody <laughs> cares if it dies of a heart attack because it ingests too much cocaine. It's fine. It's fine. We could come. We could fish for sharks. Sharks don't have souls. They don't. <laughs> Absolutely, they don't. Animals don't have souls, as I've said many times. Not everybody believes that. That's just what I believe. You, If you're listening to this and getting mad, you don't have to believe. I can be wrong. You can yeah. let me be wrong. It's fine. That's just what I believe. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> and he believes it with enough conviction yeah. that he's willing to give cocaine to sharks. I would 100%. Completely. Yes. And not even thinking about the consequences. <laughs> I would give cocaine to my dog. <laughs> right. If I didn't like it so much. That's a joke. But, yeah, I think this, that's the only way we're going to solve this mystery. And then we can get on the cartels. We know how caring they are. <laughs> be like, oh, you're hurting our environment down here. Yeah. We already have boa constrictor or pythons loose in the Everglades and lionfish loose all down in the Caribbean and the Gulf. Y'all are hurting our environment and maybe ethically traffic your cocaine from now on. <laughs> I only sort ethically traffic cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be my last story here. And this comes special request. All right. From Mrs. Disco Balls. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Mrs. Disco Balls is uh, 
is a uh, what is it? Not a conundrum. A uh, oxymoron. oxymoron. Yeah, an oxymoron. How dare you speak about Mrs. Disco Balls that way? Did I assume her gender <laughs> or call her a moron? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I would never do that. I'll tell you what, Shiny Disco Balls is fired up about the small town song. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. He gave me a good rant on my. My little talk, my little jokes. It was great. And he acknowledged he knew I was joking. He just had to get it off his chest. He doesn't have a podcast to talk on right. every week like I do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. I'm not criticizing him. Well, anyway, uh, Mrs. Disco Balls, this one's for you. McDonald's to pay $800,000 in damages to oh, wow. an eight-year-old girl who was burned by a chicken McNugget. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Good. Uh, the case may stoke memories of the McDonald's coffee lawsuit in the 1990s. I remember that. Remember I do. That? Yeah. Which became an urban legend of sorts about seemingly friv- frivolous lawsuits. Really, what as frivolous as people think if you look into that? I was about to say, didn't she got she, badly she, burnt. She, she was badly burned. Yeah. 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 A South Florida jury. Her genitals, <laughs> too, just to clarify. You would want compensation if it happened to you. Yeah. 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 All right. That's I mean, it. What she really wants back is her genitals functioning. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I want everybody to realize I'm not a McDonald's apologist. <laughs> I'm a man of principles. <laughs> I support McDonald's. But if they do something wrong, they need to do the right thing. Yes. And now they've repaid their debt for the coffee lady. lady. Now, I, I haven't <laughs> looked into the chicken nugget girl yet to see what happened to okay. her. Well, yeah. let's, 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 uh, yeah, let's see. Let's, let's see where find it goes. Out. A South Florida jury awarded $800,000 in damages to a little girl who received second-degree burns when a hot chicken McNugget fell on her leg as her mother pulled away from the drive-thru of the McDonald's restaurant. Lawyers for the family of Olivia Caraballo, who was four when she was burned in 2019, were seeking $15 million in damages. Jurors reached their verdict after deliberating for less than two hours on Wednesday the South Florida Sun Sentinel reported the jury's verdict was from allotted $400,000 in damages for the past four years and then another $400,000 for the failure of the McDonald's USA and its franchise operator, Upchurch Foods. A separate jury decided in May that the company and franchise owner were liable for the injury, which occurred outside a McDonald's in Tamarack near Fort Lauderdale. I have sure. no idea where that is. I don't either. Uh, I'm actually just happy that they listened to Olivia's voice and the jury was able to decide a fair judgment. Olivia's mother, Falana Holmes, told reporters outside the courtroom. I'm happy with that. I honestly had no expectations, so this is more than fair for me. Uh, She testified on Tuesday that Olivia, now eight, calls the scar on her inner thigh her nugget (laughs) and is fixated on having it removed, the newspaper reported. (laughs) Lawyers for McDonald's argued that the child's discomfort ended when the wound healed, which they said took about three weeks. They contended that the girl's mother is the one who, with the problem, wait, hold on, let me start that over. They contended that the girl's mother is the one who has the problem with the scar and told jurors that $156,000 should cover the damages, both past and future. I'm assuming they want to get her like, D nugget surgery yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. But huh. it's just a scar, right? Like a second degree burn is no joke. Right. 
it's not a third degree burn. Right. I've probably, I've had second degree burns before and I'm all right, but I don't know, you know, she's a little legs are important to ladies and all that stuff. So yeah, hmm. if it was my kid, I'd be like, pay up McDonald's. <laughs> right. Even if she is all right, I'm trying to get a check out of this. <laughs> We're going to pay for college and everything else. Listen to this. It says that she's still going to McDonald's. Of course. And she's still, That's how good it is. She's still asked to go to McDonald's. She's still driving through the drive through with her mom. She still gets chicken nuggets, the defense attorney Jennifer Miller said in her closing argument Wednesday. It has not. She's not bothered by the injury. This is all the mom. Uh, defense attorneys declined uh-huh. to speak after the verdict. Holmes testified that she had purchased Happy Meals for her son and daughter, who were sitting in the back seat and was driving away when the nugget fell on the child's leg. Um, just good rule of thumb. Yeah. Wait, wait till you get home. I mean, <laughs> you know how it is with kids sometimes. <laughs> but you hand them the toy to keep them occupied. Till right. You get home. Right. That was always our move, unless we were on a road trip. Now, me, I'm a professional. Yeah. I can eat food that's sure. straight out of the drive-through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and operate a vehicle at the same time. But but I'm not eight anymore. No, right. <laughs> so I'm certainly not four. Well, letting them eat on the way home is a good way to have to clean up extra mess in your car. Exactly. Their kids are already filthy anyways. <laughs> they are. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, the nugget fell on her leg. She said that the girl screamed in pain, and when she pulled over in the parking lot, she realized that the nugget was lodged between her thigh and the seat belt. Uh, the mother testified that at no point did McDonald's warn her that the food might be unusually hot. I mean, yeah. they probably didn't cook it any hotter than all the other chicken nuggets, no, did they? But if it came straight out of fryer yeah. into the box. I mean, they say it was a second-degree burn. Yeah, so. it might have a little grease still on it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it wouldn't feel good. The company testified that they follow food safety rules, which require McNuggets to be hot enough to avoid salmonella poisoning. There you go. That's a good argument. <laughs> and that's what happens when the food, once it leaves the drive through window, is beyond their control. Yeah. Like, While both sides agreed during the trial in May that the nugget caused the burns, the family lawyers argued that the temperature was above 200 degrees or 93 degrees Celsius for all you European <laughs> folks. Uh, while the defense said that it was no more than 160, which is 71 degrees Celsius. Photos the mother took of the burn and sound clips of the child's screams were played in court. Of course. Was she recording her? her Mama kid? knew what she's doing. <laughs> I don't hate her. Maybe it was a dash cam. I don't know. Yeah, could be. But could be. that seems kind of weird. <sighs> the case may stoke memories of the McDonald's coffee lawsuit in the 1990s, which became an urban legend of sorts. Uh, a New Mexico jury awarded Stella Liebeck 81 $2.7 million and punitive damages after she was scalded in 1992 by the hot coffee from McDonald's that spilled onto her lap, burning her legs, groin, and buttocks as she tried to steady the cup with her legs while prying the lid off to add cream outside of a drive-through. Mm. She suffered third-degree burns and spent more than a week in the hospital. She had initially asked McDonald's for $20,000 to cover hospital expenses, but the company went to trial a judge later reduced the $2.7 million award to 480000 which he said was appropriate for the willful, wanton, reckless, and callous behavior by McDonald's. So yeah, I bet you McDonald's to this day is like, we should have just cut a check to her. You know? <laughs> but, so what do you think about the McNugget? I mean, 
I, well, I, it being a second degree burn and not a third degree burn gives me a little bit of pause. Right. Because I've had second degree burns multiple times in my life. One time at Roly Poly, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever told this story. There used to be a group of like old rich ladies who would come in and eat. They were a part of like a, they were called like the Rat Red Hat Society or something. Okay. You ever heard of them? No. They wear like purple dresses and they wear red hats. And it's just like older ladies that get together for fun. Like the Usher's Club? Yeah. They just play. <laughs> I bet you their initiation was nothing like ours. <laughs> but they just, they just play dress up and they get together. Yeah. There's about 30 of them sitting on the bench right there across the window. We had those flat grills, and they all had a spring mm-hmm. that would hold them open and everything. Sometimes the springs would break. Oh, no. And it would slam down. Oof. So I popped one open and reached to get a sandwich off the grill, oh, no. and that spring broke, and it closed on my hand, on this hand. Oh, no. I said, I hollered the worst string of cuss words <laughs> ever uttered by anyone. That's it, how Michael Scott burned his foot. <laughs> right. With George Foreman grill. Yes. And uh and the all you know, of course, all those like the whole place went quiet. Right. And when I walked around to go to the bathroom and run some water on it and get some ice to put on it, they saw it and they were all like, oh baby, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking back, I should have sued myself. <laughs> For your in, the insurance to get an insurance yeah. check that could have solved all my problems. That's what that was. What was his name? The oh, uh, Murdoch. Yes, that's right. Was it Alan Alvin Alex 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 Murdoch? Alex. That's what he did. Yeah. He sued himself. He said, I should have done that, I should have taken myself to trial. <laughs> that would be great. I would be both a prosecution <laughs> witness and a defense witness. I know my as equipment's a, in fine working order. As a defense, are you like sabotaging your own? <laughs> defense? Right. It's like playing chess against yourself. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy the girl got a chick, yeah, you know, or her mom or whoever. Hopefully, her mom's responsible and <laughs> like saying, let's put how, this in a trust much, for you. How much of that money do you think that eight year old girl's going to see? Well, first of all, they're going to have to probably give, depending on if they paid a lawyer up front or he worked on contingency or something. Right. They're about to give him like thirty five to fifty percent of mm-hmm. it. I don't know if you pay taxes on winnings, but I don't see the winnings. government. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they call them? Settlement. It's a winning, hit, right? When you hit the jackpot yeah. justice. You get jackpot justice. <laughs> I don't know if you have to pay taxes on those, but I don't see the government not trying to get taxes yeah. from them. Yeah. So they're going to give away another bit. She'd probably end up with maybe a little less than half of it, depending on what she's got to pay her lawyer. Yeah, but then the eight-year-old girl... Yeah. How much does she see? Oh, um, I don't know. But she'd probably stick a hundred thousand in the bank for her, use the other couple hundred for her. She's so. gonna be lucky if she gets a Nintendo Switch out of the deal. I think I would tell like my kids, like, hey, number one, all of this money outside of what we need to pay off our debts is yours. Because <laughs> that's gonna benefit you long term too, to to have, let's free up the house payment money and the car payment money. That's gonna benefit you mm-hmm. and our family as well. And you can have the rest. And so, you know, that Hudson or Libby could walk away with a few four, $400,000 or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I'd pay the lawyer up front. I'd just be like, come on. Just let me know what this is going to cost me. You ain't getting any of my winnings. I'll take out a loan <laughs> and pay that back. 
when we win. Can we briefly revisit coffee, hot coffee? Yeah. Is it just me, or did back in the nineties did they for real keep coffee like super ridiculous? That's why hot. it's not as hot right now. Is because of what happened? Because she lady. fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> right. And McDonald's is like, if if we lose this case, it's going to change coffee for forever for all of America. McDonald's is trying to do the right thing. They were trying to protect coffee drinkers. I think it did for the better. Yeah, who, I hate. Who, Drinks yeah. it that hot. I can't. Oh, there's a lady I work with who puts her coffee in the microwave, like pours it out of the pot, puts it in the microwave, warms it up. And, I, and our advertising director does it too. I was just fixing to say, my father in law, yeah, he'll do that, right? And he'll take coffee out of the microwave and it'll be bubbling, yeah, it's literally boiling, yeah. And then he'll sit there and sip it. I don't What's understand how, yeah, how, how are you not like. I can understand killing yourself doing that. I look. I'm. I have a very delicate mouth. Any woman who's ever <laughs> kissed me will attest to that. I've. I have a very delicate lips and tongue. I will normally like in the morning make my cup of coffee and then I'll put an ice cube in it. Oh, dude! I have a uh, like one of those stainless steel travel mugs. Uh-huh. And buddy, it keeps stuff. Hot. I got one of those too. And I have to do the same thing. Yeah. Like I can. I can usually like sip on it. If it's in anything else, but if I put it in that, yeah, I've got to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I got to drop some ice cubes like, in it. It's, I, if I don't drink, if I have to wait for this to cool down to a drinkable level, yeah. you know, I'm going to be sipping on it all morning long, and I'm it's going to throw my whole routine off. Mm-hmm. I've had a very planned out morning that gives me plenty of free time to goof off. That's my only free time <laughs> during the day. So. I'm very strict on it, so I have to get my coffee cool. At work, I pour me a cup and just set it on my desk, and then I'm like, I'll be back to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, buddy, just cool it. I'll be back to you later. But, yeah, I don't get the – super. I don't understand the benefit of it. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't want to tell anybody else how to live their life, but I don't understand it. It is completely a mystery to me. To me, if, like – the deal is, well, by by the time I get to the end of the cup, it's cold. Well, that's mm-hmm. when you go microwave it, right? Because when you take yeah. that first sip, you're like, it's say, a little too cold. I have done that before. Me too. But Absolutely. never more than like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, not for like a minute <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like trying to boil. I don't, I don't And, and there it. have been times I've warmed up coffee and then, and then got it out and be like, oh, I put it in yeah. too long. Now Do I got to let it sit here a little longer. You know what a jet bowl is, right? Uh, is that it's the, like a camp stove? Yeah, I was about to say that's the camp stove, right? Yeah, yeah. that's my least favorite thing about hiking is mm-hmm. that you have to boil your water for your coffee and that, and it's always so hot. Right. And I have to like sit there and wait for it to cool off to drink on a cold morning. I, that bothers me, right? And I got this metal cup that gets like a million degrees till you can't <laughs> hold it with your hand. But I won't get anything different because I'm too cheap. So, have you ever seen uh, Army of Darkness? Absolutely. Okay, you know that scene in the movie. Where there's all like the little bitty ashes and they uh-huh. jump in his mouth and yes. then he like drinks the kettle of boiling water to right. try to kill it. Yes, that's my father-in-law. Maybe I he's... don't understand it. I mean... look, he is a preacher, right? And he's like <laughs> fighting off demons or something. When I was a teenager, I've been like, which I mean, I know it's a movie. But yeah. I'd be like, oh my goodness, no one could drink boiling water. <laughs> Apparently, some people you can. met the man. Some people can. <laughs> That's intimidating, too, if your father-in-law sits down with a boiling cup of coffee and <laughs> casually sips on it like nothing's wrong. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I have delicate lips. I can't do it. Me either. I don't feel like less of a man either for saying it. <laughs> I don't like cold coffee, though. Like, I, uh, 
where were we at on some trip? It may have been in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And Deidre was like, I'm going to Starbucks. I'll bring you back something. She brought me back like a cold brew. Iced coffee. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is this crap? I can drink it, but I'm not a fan. Oh, I either. drank it because I just needed caffeine. Right. But I've drank a lot worse in my mm-hmm. life. But I was like, this is not fun right. to drink at all. It yeah, just, I agree. It's just a cold cup of coffee. Where's the skill in that? I'd rather just I'd rather have a glass of chocolate milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were gonna bring me back one of those milkshake things with all the whipped cream and everything in Frappuccino. it. Frappuccino. Yeah, I was like super pumped <laughs> about that. You show up. Because she was like, Well, I know you don't like cream and sugar and stuff in your coffee. This is the closest thing. I was like, Well, you could have just got me a regular cup of coffee. Yeah. They yeah. do sell regular coffee at <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> All right. Do they? <laughs> yeah, they do. Because that's what I order. I've been to Starbucks three times in mm-hmm. my life. Once in Chicago, once in Mobile, and once in Hawaii. <laughs> that's how memorable <laughs> my trips to Starbucks are. And I've gotten regular coffee each time. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get back to the news. Man drowns running from deputies serving a warrant. The problem was they weren't looking for him. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Greenville County, South Carolina, a man has drowned after deputies said he ran from them as they were serving a warrant for someone else. (laughs) The Greenville County Sheriff's Department, South Carolina, Carolina, uh, confirmed that deputies went to a home along River Road to serve a warrant Sunday afternoon for someone who failed to appear in in court. When deputies got to the home, they said a man whom the deputies were not looking for, ran from the house and jumped into nearby Lake Cunningham. Could he swim? Uh, Deputies jumped in to help rescue the man, but were unable to find him. A dive team later found his body. So I'm going to answer your question with a definitive no. (laughs) I don't think he could swim at all. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't trying to escape, if you catch my trip. (laughs) Maybe so. He's trying to escape it all. (laughs) The ultimate escape. (laughs) Authorities have identified the man as Chuck Gilbert Shelton, 38, three first names, (laughs) Chuck Gilbert Shelton. Uh, His official cause of death was ruled ruled accidental from freshwater drowning. Huh. It's just, I just thought about when I read this, like his mama was probably like, not only is my kid a criminal because he's running from the cops, clearly he's doing some bad, he's made some poor choices in life, mm-hmm. but he's an idiot too because <laughs> he jumped into the water and he couldn't swim. <laughs> he's better than the guy who got run over trying to fake a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Did we talk about that on, on the show? On this show. That was early on. Oh, man. But there was a guy, he was wearing like a, you know, those ghillie suits. Yeah. He was wearing one. <laughs> he was running across the road trying to get someone to believe in Bigfoot, and someone right. hit. He, he waited too late. <laughs> he waited a little too late, and he got run over. I, Imagine giving you, his eulogy. You telling me if you see a Bigfoot, you're not going to try to hit it. <laughs> I well, would 100 percent try to hit it. I'm not because I have liability. <laughs> I don't have full coverage. I'm only taking liability on this thing. <laughs> If I was in a rental, I might. <laughs> That's a point my cousin made. Uh, Jeff, he's an awesome dude. It's like he rents cars all the time uh-huh. to drive to Alabama. He lives in North Carolina. And uh, he was like, if I get the insurance, can I just trash this thing, you know, <laughs> and bring it back? He's like, I always get the insurance. So 
He, he had a Toyota Tundra one time just doing donuts <laughs> in a cotton field. I mean, that's like why, a plowed up cotton field. That's why you get it, right? Yeah, I mean, he was just wearing it. I put videos of it on Facebook. I remember, I want to say it was the second one, or maybe it was the show, but on there was an episode of Jackass or one of the movies okay. where Johnny Knoxville rented a car and then immediately went and entered it into a destruction derby. <laughs> <laughs> and took it back. Too late. There you go. <laughs> he was like, I got the insurance, so we're good. <laughs> we're good, right? right? <laughs> it had like a number spray painted on it. <laughs> the glass was all busted out. He that it, sounds hilarious. He, he had to get it towed back. <laughs> like, well, hey, here's he your car. Even it back. It's got a full tank of gas, just like y'all gave it to me. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I don't remember that, but I bet you that it was hilarious. What we'll the YouTube is later? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch it tonight uh, as I try to go to sleep. <laughs> well, right now we want to talk about our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. 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 <laughs> the Spice Girls. Uh, <laughs> That's what squirrels should do is get him like four or five girls that could be the Cajun Spice Girls. That's they're willing, Brandon. That's a great idea, buddy. Wearing cut off shorts, sure, yeah, and tied up flannel shirts. Absolutely, Cajun curl ball caps. Yeah. Brandon, come on, man. I that's a million dollar idea. Let's take this thing to the next level, buddy. Cajun Spice Girls. The Cajun Spice Girls. Yeah. yeah. You could send me and John on tour with them. Sure, of course. <laughs> Who better to babysit the Cajun Spice Girls? You're going to we'll need be their MCs. honest men you can trust. Sure, right. Yes, absolutely. Um, check them out at CajunCurl.com. <laughs> you can order the spice right there on the website. Soon to be pictures a gallery of the Cajun Spice Girls on the website. <laughs> Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, is the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry Cajun Curl, ask them to start stocking it now. Here in the Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wigglies down in Taylorville and on Lurley Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Okay, the internet is out. Yeah, we don't so have internet. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we have any voicemails. I'm pretty sure we don't. If you left us one, we'll have to get it on after AT and T fixes our entire neighborhood's internet. 
<laughs> but and this is and this is what's bugging me. We got I know for a fact we got some messages like sent from the website. Ah, because I was super excited about it. Yeah, but I can't I can't find them, and I don't know why I can't. Oh find no. Them. Help me, shiny disco balls. You're our only hope. <laughs> I am going to turn off my phone and turn it back on. What's up with that? Is it the, because my phone is four years old? That could be. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't you get it all wet one time because you said it was waterproof? It works fine. Oh, does it? it just, just turn it off and turn it back on? <laughs> well, when I have Wi-Fi, okay. it works fine. Yeah. And when I'm at work, it works fine. What is it about? I don't know. It doesn't like your home base. I, don't, I guess I don't get good at, like uh, non Wi Fi di- service. Because you remember like that time when we were having that we were we we had this exact same situation happen one other time. Yes. at the church when we used to record at the right. church. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. Why is it you turn on your phone and AT and T is like, oh, we want him to think he's getting really good. Internet yes. connection. So, but then after it's been on for like an hour, they're like, eh, yeah. let's, let's throw really, there's that only back one a bar. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with that? I don't know. I don't understand. It's a good question, though. It's a conspiracy. It's because they ended net neutrality. That's what <laughs> ruined it. Thanks a lot, Trump. <laughs> I haven't thought about net neutrality. I know everybody was super mad about it back when it was going on. All on the stuff sides. we heard. It all 100% come true. <laughs> what? All I know is I'm still using the internet like I always have, though. So, but did it? Don't they? I mean, it's it's not like as bad as we were hearing. Yeah, I mean, I heard like it was going to be the end of the world. Yeah, but but don't they like throttle your speeds? I, I have no like, idea. I feel like they do. They may. I don't know. <laughs> I don't use uh, the internet for anything but social media, pretty much. <laughs> right. And one football website. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. See, I turn my phone off and I turn it back on and then boom, immediately. Bunch of bars. It just, it just comes right up. That's so aggravating. Where? Because here's the thing. I get like notifications, you know, like little pop-ups. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we got a got an email from the website. That's super exciting. But then when I go to look at when I go to look it up, it's like I can't find it anywhere. Hmm. All right, John. We don't have any uh phone messages. We did have some emails, but I am unable to locate those. Hmm. So if you have sent the show an email. If you have that in like your sent folder, if you could like resend that, we send that to us again. <laughs> yes, especially if it involved legalized prostitution in Nevada. Yeah, because I was really interested in that one. Oh, I'm I'm fascinated <laughs> by the subject. Everybody knows. Yeah. That would be much appreciated. We do have some questions though. And now it's time for ask John questions about stuff. Okay. We like to ask John questions on this show. You can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can go to the questions, questions, questions sub-channel, or you can go to our website and you can send us a question directly from there, and maybe next week we'll have them. Sure. (laughs) Right. Our first question comes from Tyler B. Have y'all been to Catfish Heaven in Tuscaloosa? Yes. I'm a fan. Yes, great food. Tara, I don't know why... She don't like it. Oh yeah, but uh, but I love it. Hmm. So 
It's in the wrong part of town for Tara. She don't wander around <laughs> down there too much. I love it. It's right down there near the plant. So, yeah, so yeah, I, great. I love it. And look, the plant, they don't feed us a lot, but sometimes when they do feed us catfish, they'll get it from there. It's oh, delicious. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next question. Why did your father-in-law leave CCBC? Also, what's the real reason? Wow, this is uh, <laughs> this is extremely niche content. Uh, my recommendation would be to ask him. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, I would. I think that's a good answer right there. That's probably a fair answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes uh, your mission changes in life, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And sometimes it changes without your... You <laughs> may not to want change it to change. It. Yeah. yeah. My, like my restaurant going out of business. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes that just happens. <laughs> sometimes it just happens. Sometimes <laughs> Sometimes the Lord calls, calls everyone to do something different. <laughs> right. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last question comes from the driver. What is your favorite camping meal? Hmm. That's tough. Like if we're going like hiking, mm-hmm. the, uh, you're kind of limited. Yeah. I would yeah. say the, uh, what's it called? It's a macaroni. It's a little spicy macaroni. They're like those little freeze dried meals. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like cooking around a campfire, though, or like just cooking a meal. I mean, we cook some pretty doggone good stuff at, you know, if we have like a propane stove and all right. that. But we'll have everything from tacos mm-hmm. to what's some other stuff? We did chicken, we fried chicken fingers, we f- caught catfish and fried on that night. That was cool with a scout. So, um, I really love all food. I, <laughs> I don't want to pick a, a favorite one. I, Steaks are great over a fire. They're a little harder to cook if you've ever cooked one in a skillet, mm-hmm. but they're good. It's hard to beat a good breakfast of bacon, hash browns, and some eggs over a fire. That's always fun. You know, cook your bacon and eggs, put your hash browns in a grease. You really cook it all the time. I like corned beef hash when I camp out, too. That's a great breakfast food. Don't get me started. I'm I'm going down the list. I was about to say these are these are tough meals to fix when you're like hiking, like you say, like when you're yeah. backpacking. Right. But when I think of camp food, I guess the two things that really stick out in my head is, and I don't know if this is, I'm probably hurting someone's feelings by saying this, <laughs> but hobo dinners. That's hobo what we dinners call are them. great. Yeah. I think of that, and then I think of peach cobbler made in like a Dutch, a Dutch oven. oven? Yeah. yeah. Those are the two things that could spring to mind. We did a when du- I think camp food, a Dutch oven pineapple upside down oh, cake nice. one time or. Mm-hmm. I mean, as recently, that thing was great. It was beautiful, <laughs> too. Uh, if you cook hobo meals, there's a little tip for you. All right. I've cooked a million of them in my life. Uh, bring you a little bottle of Worcestershire sauce, mm-hmm. however you say it, and put that in there with it. Yes. Oh, that fires it up. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Hobo dinners are great, though. I like that. Um, well, I've baked potatoes in the coals of the fire before. I've done all kind of crazy stuff. You do all kind of crazy stuff when you're in scouts. Mm-hmm. And like if we're going on like with a whole troop gear thing, you can you can get pretty elaborate with it. We've we've had chicken f- Alfredo, you know, we cook chicken and cut it up, and then cook the noodles and put it all together, and make a sauce. Our uh 
one of our female scoutmasters, Greta, who I hope never listens to this podcast. <laughs> Not because I don't like her. I just don't want her to think I'm any more of an idiot than she already does. She's like a chef chef. Uh-huh. You know, she ain't like me. Is right. Like, Let's just put it in a pot and see what happens. She cooks some pretty elaborate stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like tomato soup from scratch and all that. I mean, just she'll just go nuts sometimes. Hmm. Then we have to remind her, like, hey, kids need to be doing this. You <laughs> right. know, this is what we're doing it for. <laughs> this ain't for us to play. It's for them to learn. So, yeah. But she's great. And she also um, makes sure everybody washes their dishes real well. <laughs> it's most guys and scouts, <laughs> including myself, are just like, I'll rinse it off with some water to be all right. It'd be fine. Be fine. Be fine. <laughs> Nobody's going to get hurt. Yeah. If it's, a dirty dish can like kill me, yeah. Maybe I, I'm not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's go your time. On. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like your bloodline's weak, anyways. <laughs> yes. You need to get out of the gene pool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love camping. I can't wait till it cools off and we can go some more. <laughs> that summer camp was brutal. <laughs> Well, John, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much for supporting what we do. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Uh, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, thank you guys so much for supporting us. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where we have a few tiers, but the $5 tier gets you an extra show after this one. Earth right. Oddity Extended It's only 5 bucks. What are you waiting for? And what are we going to talk about the extension today? We're going to talk about the world's most dangerous sex position. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's in the headline of the article. I have an update about that girl who I think we mentioned last show. Oh, yeah, Carly. I don't remember if it was in the patron extension or if it was in the yeah. – re- I think it may have been in the regular show. Yeah. But Well, you got to join the Patreon to get the <laughs> update. I'm sure no one saw the news. I will say that she's okay. She's doing pretty good, apparently. <laughs> Way better than you would think. Probably one of the easiest abductions of all time. You know, <laughs> like she came back pretty much unscathed. Yeah. And they just fed her cheeses and took pictures of her without her clothes on. <laughs> so there you go. But then she she did say that she admitted that they didn't. Yeah. So definitely. It's a good story. It's a great story. <laughs> Happy ending. Talk about it. <laughs> and not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you got anything else? I see it. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net, or you can go to our website, that is earthoddity.net. That's right. On the World Wide Web, and you can send us a message straight from there. If your neighborhood has internet. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll have it next week. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) And, uh... We have a Discord server link in the show notes. We have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Oh, that is 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. Still have to look at it every week. 
also underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter or Instagram. That's right. Sooner or later, I'm going to get back to posting on Instagram. If you want to tweet at us or if you want to like comment on our Instagram profile. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. I was trying to see if I could hear what Tara was yelling at the kids. <laughs> There's no telling. <laughs> you better get it in line. <laughs> I think she said that because, again, because our internet's out. Yeah. And there's no Netflix. Oh, sure. There's yeah. no Hulu. You can't play Xbox Live. <laughs> oh, Thomas bought a PlayStation 5.